Dodgers are in the World Series. President Trump says things about Gold Star member families that may or may not be true. And of course, this is The Chank Show. You spend your day slaving away for someone else to get rich. It's time for you to do something for yourself. Recline in your lazy boy and relax. So crack open a cold one. It's time for The Chang Show. A big hell yes to all my beautiful people out there, all you chanksters, gangsters. Join about, that's right, the very first rendition edition of The Chang Show, where I'm going to be brutally changly myself. But I could not do this alone. No, 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 I could not. And not with the help of my parents, who had outrageous sex and created me, the Chang. But I give you the one and only son that I never wanted. It's why I came on stomachs and on sheets. Reuben J, my young lord of the board. My boy that I never claimed. And the man that I hope one day becomes de-virginized. Chang, are you, are you claiming me now on the air? I'm claiming you for my taxes, and I thought that a little bit of spice and, and truth to the American government is that if I were to claim you on this show, on this day, as my son, therefore I will not get indicted for any charges by the Internal Revenue or this fantastic government that we have nowadays. We have, we have the best government, uh, Chang. If I had a dollar for every human being this government has tossed out, pissed on, screwed, and forgotten, I wouldn't need to do a radio show, would I? You probably would still do it, though. Yes, uh, I would. Chang, welcome, welcome to your show, man. It's Ruben J. Oh, here thank you for studio. having me on my own show. Yeah, well, hey, you know what? Uh, somebody has to have you somewhere. Well, yes. I was in custody for a while, but I was released. I made bail. <laughs> You made bail. That's right. I don't. How could you afford bail? You don't. Well, they said uh, you need to bail some hay, so I went ahead and bailed hay, and I made bail. There you go. All right. That, that... Almost like breaking bread, but you can't break bread. It's too soft. But you can break toast, <laughs> make croutons. Oh, that's what the Chang Show is. It's like breaking croutons? bread, but with toast, and you're making croutons. Either way, it's going to be yummy and edible. You like croutons? Is that what you're trying to tell everybody? I, I like croutons. I don't mind croutons. I, I don't like croutons in my underwear, especially when I sit on wooden seats. Talking about wooden seats, it's Go Los Angeles Dodgers! Yo, 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 yo! Well, you know, that's exactly, that's exactly what I was going to tell you about, man. Uh, you know, Chang, out of the two of us here, you're the only one old enough to remember Ooh. a uh, World Series championship from the Los Angeles Dodgers. This episode is uh, a, a congratulations to the Los Angeles Dodgers for uh, the Dodger, Dodgers, as, as I like to call them, the Dodgers. Doyers. The Doyers. My uh, Mexican heritage is, hey, Lord, Doyers. The Doyers. You know, we, we watched it in the studio the other day mm-hmm. as we were prepping for the show. Not you and I. I no. was I was in the studio by myself. I was... Uh, with Aunt Nancy. Aunt Nancy yeah. was hanging out with me. Uh, she was probably angry. She was happy. Oh, that's right. She loves the Dodgers. That's right. That's right. It's only the Pittsburgh Steelers, Aunt Nancy. Aunt Nancy, if you're listening, Steelers are not going to beat my Rams. Your Rams aren't going to beat anybody, though. You are a fool. It, 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 but Step let, away. You know, that's, let's, another, let's, that's another let's, topic hold on. tonight. Let, let's talk about the Dodgers. Don't talk about my rings. Because, you know, it's been 30, 29 years. Correct, for the since Dodgers. the Dodgers have even been in a World Series? Have been to the World Series in 1988. Yeah. Kurt Gibson. Yes. Ooh. Ooh. So, Ooh. the Dodgers played some great baseball on Thursday. 
The Dodgers have been playing great baseball all season. That's what put them in the prime position that they are and is why they advanced to the World Series. They have been playing phenomenal baseball. They've had every ingredient of of what it needs to be done to be on the field. Every every player has stepped up. It, it's almost like when you're in Little League and you tell your kids, like I used to tell my kids when I coached Little League, everybody hits, everybody scores. If we can go one, two, three, four every time we're on defense and we get three outs within our first four batters, then you have victory. Victory will give you a championship. And that's exactly what the Dodgers have done. I mean, pitching, they finally went out and got pitching, so they've aced it. They've picked up so many hard sticks out there, hitting that ball, whacking that ball. Everybody's been moving up and down those bases. They play killer defense. Everybody's got each other's back. I mean, it's phenomenal. They've played perfection baseball to a certain degree. And I think not only being a Los Angeles lawyer fan and being that old to remember the yay, yay, yay days of World Series and parades, but as someone that played the game, coached the game, is a fan of the game away from Los Dodgers, I believe the Los Angeles Dodgers will win the World Series. I think they have a way better team, both offensively, defensively, than both the Houston Astros and the New York Yankees. Or I could say, yank these. So let me ask you this. Yeah. What's your over-under on the likelihood of Kobe Bryant returning to the Dodgers oh. and hitting and, and hitting the best touchdown of the entire season? Well, I think that would all depend on if uh, Jared Goff has got uh, a nine iron in his bag and he strokes out, you know, maybe under par. And maybe, maybe just maybe Shaquille O'Neal could come back and possibly win a triple crown. Yes. Uh, in the Kentucky Derby would be a triple crown. But then again, we don't know that maybe Fernando Valenzuela might come out of retirement and challenge Michael Phelps for another gold medal. <laughs> We're stupid. Um, so with, with, with everything being said and done over the course of, 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 of the next couple of uh, two, two weeks or so. Right. Um, you know, we have the New York Yankees potentially facing the Dodgers, which I think will be great baseball. I think What's both the, teams will three, bring three, out. It's 3-3, so it could be the Yankees or the, or the Astros. Don't one, put one more the game. Astros out. Yeah. One more game. Yeah, but you know what? The Astros, the Dodgers-Astros doesn't sound as good of a game as Dodgers-Yankees. No, I mean, there's a lot of history with the Dodgers and the Yankees, though. You know? That's what I'm saying. That, so it, it's, it's a little bit more uh, uh, tastier. Uh, it's going to bring in a lot more uh, viewership, obviously, so that's more revenue. So it's a yay Which will be the first league. time in a long time where the World Series was kind of talking, you know, it was like mainstream. Because you have two great markets. I mean, the last year right. was the Cubs against the who? Yeah, exactly. You know? Um, the Cubs, I mean, the, the only reason why the Cubs... You know, it was a big story because they had not they had not won. They had this they had never curse, won. supposedly. Yeah, they you know, never the won, curse. Right. So they um, had the curse. So they won, and then they were had their asses handed to them by Los Dodgers. Yeah, you know, and it was it was interesting. It was it was a good game. It was definitely a good game on on Thursday night, uh, Tuesday night, first game of the World Series, right? Yes. Uh, who do you think Who do you think is actually going to be in that game? Well, do you think it's going to be Dodgers Yankees? Yeah, I. I kind of think it's going to be Dodgers and, and Yankees. I think that momentum of uh, that ultimate uh, 
rivalry is is brewing not only amongst the fans, not only amongst uh, the sports broadcasting industry, but that buzz is going on in those uh, in in the within the league, and it's going on with both those teams because you know they're both getting the hype from the media, from ownership, uh, just knowing history. You know, for playing that team or being a a baseball fan, you know of that history and how rich it is, and how much that is almost what you kind of dream of if you're going to be a professional baseball player. When you love baseball, you kind of dream and you set yourself up for that scenario when you're playing either in Little League or with your buddies or you're, you're playing at the schoolyard or a park or even if you're, you're picking up a ball and tossing it up in the air and cracking it over your own gate. You know, those things that you think about, you pretend and they go over in your head. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm on the Dodgers or I'm on the Yankees and... You know, it's the ninth inning, and I got bases loaded, and it's a tie game. I'm going to crack this fucker out, you know? So that hype alone, I think it's probably going to push it to where it's possibly going to be the Yankees and the Dodgers. Now, I'm, I'm saying it's going to be hopefully a natural purpose on why they're going to meet. And we don't run into that controversy to where to say things... there's drugs involved or... No, not drugs, but, I mean... Money is power. Oh, yeah. So, you know, just like we had controversy within uh, the NFL with Super Bowls, uh, you know, and controversy in, in the NBA with certain calls and teams that are playing now, are they getting stacked? I mean, you know, who's this, you know, we can't never rule out the fact that, you know, maybe that it's, it's already been paid for the Yankees and the Dodgers. But the way the Dodgers looked, it's, it, it doesn't look that way, and it looks like doesn't matter who the Dodgers play, the Dodgers are out player-wise going to beat either the Astros or the Yankees. They're just, they have better skill than, than both teams, for position sure. for position. Their pitching is stronger, pitcher for pitcher is stronger, their relievers are stronger, uh, their bats are stronger. Plus, they have better access to drugs. Well, in Los Angeles or New York, I mean, you could get dope <laughs> in either place, believe me, I'll tell you. Knock on wood! Last last point here, Chang, on, on, on Los Doyers. Uh, yeah. And, of course, we wish them the best of luck going into oh, yes, the blue. World Series. Blue crew, uh, bro. I mean, our logo is Dodger Blue right now. Los with, Doyers. With a great shot of the uh, of, of, of Dodger Stadium. I was going to say Yankee Stadium. Oh, please don't. That's, <laughs> and you know it's Chavez Ravine. Right. That name is beautiful. Last point here, though. If you're Magic Johnson, are you pretty happy right now? If I'm Magic Johnson, I'm not. I'm not happy and I'm not sad. If, if if I was Magic Johnson and the doctor of the game and calling the shots, Magic Johnson knows exactly what is going on with the Lakers. Now, the other day the Lakers lost. Their, no, I'm not, their I'm not, talking, about, I'm not talking about the Lakers. I'm talking about the Dodgers. He's part of the ownership of the Dodgers. Oh, that's right. No, I think Magic's a happy camper, a big happy camper. Because, I, I mean, look what, what he's added kind of to the – the vibe of the L.A. Dodgers. He's yeah. brought a spark. Yeah, for so sure. So he's, cre- he's helped create magic there. Well, and and two-point-some billion dollars yeah. later, you know. And But look at every business he's opened has been a success. Look, yeah. what he's going, look at what he's done with the Lakers. You know, is he happy? Yeah, the Dodgers are where they're at. Hell yeah. Is he happy because he has full reign pretty much of the Los Angeles Lakers? Hell yes. Is he happy with the product that he saw the other night with the Lakers? Well, if you go by the game opener... No, he wouldn't be happy. If you, if, if you know basketball, then you know then they weren't going to win big, and they probably won't win big yet. But if you look at the game that they played last night where the Lakers won, 
Hell yeah. He's a happy man in, in both entities with sports that he's connected with are winning. And they, they show prosper and they show uh, that they're on the right track. So, yeah, hell yeah, he's a happy man. He's probably just as happy as he was when he was 21. That's right. So, we're recording this on a Saturday, which is the day before Sunday Night Football. That's right. So, you know, you and I haven't really had a chance to talk about the kneeling controversy. Oh, the knee. And uh, I know you and I, uh, we, we, we align a lot on politics. Right. Sarcasm. Sarcastically. Let's ride, sports fans. Kick off, 1 o'clock p.m. Today's game is coming to you from London. That's right. The Los Angeles Rams are going to be hosting the Arizona Cardinals. So... You and I haven't had a chance to talk about this very much, but I do know that you and I stand on opposite ends on most things politics. Right. Uh, Orange Glump. <laughs> I I prefer to call him President Trump. Yeah. Uh, yes. But, you poached. know. He's a poached egg. <laughs> it's a poached country. He's a roasted. You know what he reminds me of? A bad Julie, uh, a bad uh, Orange Julius. Oh, God. What I think that's bad. Yeah. You're bad, but you back know to, there's there's a bit there's a big controversy going on in the NFL right now with uh, the players and the owners uh, all kneeling and Roger Goodell coming out and saying, "Well, we respect our our players' right, right. to free speech, except they can't they can't uh, they can't pray on the field, uh, they can't put you know decals on their helmets to remember fallen soldiers, right. fallen police officers." You know, so first of all, first and foremost, let me start out with that. Roger Goodell, of course, saying that, that the players can kneel. All they want, mm-hmm. uh, but in previous instances of protest or support, they were told they weren't allowed to put certain things on their uniform right. or do certain things. Right. Is Roger Goodell a hypocrite? Uh, Roger Goodell, uh, to put it bluntly, I believe is a jackass. Uh, I've never liked Roger Goodell as uh, commissioner of the NFL. Uh, on, on several counts, there's so many reasons why I do not like Roger Goodell. Uh, Roger Goodell is not only a hypocrite, but uh, a blinded hypocrite. Uh, and this goes back to when he took over. I mean, uh, you know, with the head case trauma scenario, he tried to deny it. He tried to hide it. But when he could not hide it and deny it anymore, then he dove into it. He took it on, but he made it look like it was all him. Uh, a lot of this uh, other crap he's got going with uh, certain individuals that are playing in the league that are, are felons. Or they have uh, criminal activity. To an average human being, a guy like you and me, we'd have to go to jail for a little while. We would suffer financially, either missing some paychecks, possibly losing a job, uh, losing our rights to drive. Uh, But yet some of these athletes he allows to play, spanks them on the hand, gives them millions of dollars, allows them to play. That's pretty much hypocritical. But he finds them. Yeah, he finds them and feels them and gives them a high five and allows things. Ray Carruth. I, I mean, that, I could, that could be a whole other topic. This thing with the knee, I, I agree with your statement. He's a big jackass hypocrite uh, because, you know, at one point they're not allowed to put any type of uh, ribbon or anything on their helmet in memory of uh, a fallen soldier, a, fi- a fallen firefighter, a fallen police officer. Uh, you know, they have to 
go by certain guidelines when a fallen player of theirs falls. You know what I mean? They get that's about the only time they get to wear a sticker. Uh, the kneeling thing got met up with the NFL, and uh, really to me didn't make a big bold political uh, stare in your face until uh, Trumpsky, Humpty Trumpty, Trumpty Dumpty got into it. Can we just, for the sake of credibility, <laughs> can you just refer to him as President Trump? Okay, President number 45. Uh, anyway, this this Neil thing, I think it had to be done, and it brought face to the ma- uh, one major problem we are having in, uh, in America. We can touch base on that now, later, it doesn't matter. But that has been a problem, and, and, and I give it up to Kaepernick for bringing face to it. But the knee thing... I don't know uh, because they ran into scrutiny for raising a fist in the past, you know, in, in in the movement of the Black Panthers. So that's been brought up. Uh, Roger Goodell is so flip flop on every issue that has crossed the NFL, and this dates back to uh, doping, head trauma, uh, cocaine, teams moving, uh, Fallon's allowed to play. Uh, free agency. There's just so many things he's flip-flop on and has changed that league and made it kind of a circus. I, I, I can't give the guy any credibility. I can't, I, can't, I can't stand to see him on TV. I can't stand to hear anything he has to say. I let think the league this. needs a new commissioner, really. Let me, let me ask, are you, are you asking for the job? I would, I, yeah, hell yes. I'll take the job of being the NFL commissioner. I can hang. <laughs> no more Chang Show. Uh, let me no, ask you this. I, w- I would do the Chang Show from it? my own. From your mansion? Cha- from my chambers. Your chambers? No, I'd have no mansions. I'd have a chambers. A chambers? Yes, a chambers. Okay. Would you move to where? Well, let's not, let's not get into that. That's not the important part. But let me ask you this. Uh, this is a twofold question, okay? Okay. So, Roger Goodell. Jackass. Jackass, yes. Uh, should we call him Jackass Goodell? Let's call him Jackass Goodell, or Roger Jackass. I like Jackass Goodell. Jackass Goodell. Yeah, so good, Jackass Goodell. <laughs> JG. Uh, you like sure. how just a second ago I was asking yeah. you, oh, for credibility, let's call him President yeah. Trump. Yeah, no, when no. it comes to Goodell, it's like, oh, he's jackass. a jackass. Jackass. Uh, Mr. Goodell, Roger Goodell. Trumpty Dumpty uh, and Jackass. <laughs> President Trump President and Dumpty. Oh, God. <laughs> um, okay, so right. if, if a white player mm-hmm. would have kneeled, First, do you think Roger Goodell would say it's okay now? Yes. You think so? Yes. If, but more so, I think President Dumpty. Well, hold on, let me let me get there. Let me get there. Wouldn't have said it. So, if President Trump didn't declare war on the NFL, do you think Roger Goodell would still support the players? No. There you go. That's the reason why I think Roger Goodell is is a, hypocr- is a hypocritical I jackass. Agree. Because yes. I think honestly, I think if it was if they would have if obviously the circumstance of what the players are protesting is police brutality on mainly black civilians. Black civilians. But black in, youth. but in reality, it should be overall police brutality just in general. Exactly. Although the white man doesn't get brutalized as often right. as as you know our our brothers in black, as I like to call them. Yeah. Um, I probably should edit that part out. Yeah. Brothers, Brothers of Black. Wow. Is that some type of a movie? Brothers of Black starring Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling. Um, but I think, honestly, I think if a white player would have kneeled, 
in protest of either you know police brutality against black people or, or just police brutality in general, mm-hmm. I think the NFL would have fined them. Yeah, I agree. I, I totally agree. Because I, the NFL play, you know, the, the players' guidelines that that everyone has to agree to when they sign a contract to the NFL says you must respect the flag. Right. You know. So I I honestly believe that if it was a white player who started this movement, it, a it wouldn't have gotten as big as it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also believe that President Trump wouldn't have come out in in started in, pro, in protest of the protest. On, yeah. Basically, he started a war on the NFL. Exactly. Yeah. I, be, I truly believe that this would be a non-issue for for many Americans, especially the NFL. I think yeah. the NFL would have fined you know would have fined them and would have been like, nope, we are you know we we we, we want you to respect the uh, the flag as is. Mm-hmm. I I agree. I think he wouldn't have, he would have done nothing about this. Uh, he would have just kept going on his way, finding people. If it wasn't such. A situation that is under the microscope, as big as it is and as bold as it, as it is, we wouldn't see any action out of the normal from Roger Goodell. And he would just find them. He would probably put them in their place, make up all these obscure, ridiculous rules that it seems like the NFL commission makes up every freaking year there's a new rule. And, and, uh, this other thing with the NFL, I think they ought to just go ahead and put flags on the on the quarterback because they've softened up this game so much, but with head trauma, we need to do some other things with the way that we play contact should it just, sports. Should it just be flag football? Uh, no, I think I think you have to start taking a look at so many other sports that cause head trauma: uh, MMA, boxing. Uh, wrestling. Well, wrestling. They they uh, went after wrestling really heavily a couple of years ago. You know, uh, I really I big. feel that baseball. You kind of have to look into that too, depending on how many times the guy gets hit in the head with a baseball. I mean, there's just hockey. You have to look into hockey for head trauma. Uh, this this disease that has taken over, and I'm not talking about the just the head trauma, the disease of greed, to where we are entertained by so much battering and brutality towards our athletes that we thrive on it and we're willing to pay high dividends to see it see it live pay people high dividends of money to participate in that but yet the basic knowledge of taking care of your head is always put on the back burner and that is a sad day here in America to where we can go ahead and glorify you know some of these insane, uh, brutal spo- acts that we see in sports, but for the love of money or is it the love of game? It's, 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 a, it's a bit both because it is that Neanderthal type in us as a human being where we enjoy the violence, but I think the money that they make on there has made it as insane as it is now. So Roger Goodell, to me, will always be nothing but an extension of greed. At any cost, he'll do whatever it takes to make money. He'll flip-flop issues depending on how much money he's going to get from that other issue. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And this is bringing in, believe it or not, a lot of money probably to the NFL because it is under the microscope. But it brings in scrutiny. Now, my partake on the knee, I was all for the knee at first. But I see the knee getting carried and picked up and picked up. And I, and I truly believe that we do need to take a stance. And I have no problem with our entertainment uh, industry taking a place in politics and being voiced. I have no problem with a Hollywood actor, a singer, 
a football player, a baseball player, a basketball player. I have no problem with them stating their political view, their belief at all. It's a freedom we have. Everybody has that freedom. But I believe that the knee has opened up a door to where we have to realize that this, this is a problem. But not only in sports do we have to take a knee. I think as a society we need to take a knee and get those knees and put them to our feet. And I need to, we need to start walking the walk and talking the talk. Well, that's, I think that's it a, goes way beyond the knee. I think it, we need action. Well, here, well let, me, let me also stop you there, Chang, real quick. You know, one of the things that I said on, on Facebook that got me a lot of heat because I'm against them taking a knee. Not, not them protesting. I'm against them doing it in, during the national anthem. I just, I just think it's, I just think it's, I, for me personally, I think it's a disrespect to the country they live. How, how about this? Okay. Hold on, let me let me finish my point. You know, <clears throat> I think that if they really want to make a difference, mm-hmm. and they really want to make a stance. One Sunday, just don't show up. Don't go out and play the game. That will get people thinking. That's a good point. But you know, you know what? But, hold on, let me finish. Sorry, but they won't do that because they're fucking greedy. Because they need. Because they think that oh well one I don't want to get fined for not showing up I don't want to I don't want my contract to get expired or, or get terminated but you know what fuck you then go sit in your little fucking mansion you know make your ten million dollars you know a season kneel like a little pussy while real protesters are out there walking the street and you know going to war and you know there's there's plenty of people protesting in in the White House alone you know and fighting that good fight on the front end. You know, if you really want to make a difference, you know what? Let's have an NFL blackout. Yeah. No pun intended. You know what? That's that. Uh, I I see where you're coming from. I I I do somewhat feel like that too because it does anger me that uh, you know these guys are making millions, way more money than your common guy going to work. You know, and way uh, more than your common guy can even dream of. Exactly. But here's the other th- scenario I see. Instead of taking a knee, okay. Because I see it as stand, but you don't have to put your hand over your heart. Now, when you put your hand over your heart, you're pledging allegiance. Now, you can be proud of where you live, here, uh, of being an American, and you can and be proud of what freedoms we have or what freedoms we've lost or what freedoms we're taking over. It's another discussion. But to me, you just don't put your hand up over no. your heart. You stand there. You acknowledge the song. You acknowledge that the song was made, and we're taking that time out to remember fallen veterans. You stand in respect for that, but you don't have to put your hand over your heart and agree with what this country is doing. Lord knows, I'm going to go on a limb here. I do not put my hand over my heart when I go stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. But do you do you stand at least? I stand, yeah. and that's because my dad always told me you have to you have to be proud of where you came from and respect. So you stand. You show respect to elders by standing. To me, you're just showing respect. Do I agree with what this country is doing? Fucking a no. Do I agree with racial injustice? No. What do I think needs to be done really quick? Instead of taking knees and discussing it and arguing and. Things really need to be thought and, and, and put into play. I think if the justice system and the police department is corrupt, then we need to give it an enema. We need to go through that system, remove the cancer like a chemotherapy. We need to restructure the way we train these individuals. We need to 
possibly take better psych evaluations, dig deeper into the backgrounds of these candidates that are coming to be police officers so we know that they do not have one ounce of hate, whether it be of skin color or social status. If we go to the schools, you know, these athletes, these guys making millions, or we, you know, we start teaching the youth, it is mandatory to respect all adults, your teachers, uh, your parents, police officers, soldiers, uh, people that work in the store, anybody that is an adult, we need to start teaching the youth to respect them. Not only that, we need to get into the groove of respecting each other on the same level, and that's race on race. You know, all, all, all lives matter. We have just as many black lives being killed by our own brothers and sisters over gangs, over uh, well, the, macho the, acts. The black-on-black the black crime is, is higher than the white-on-black crime. But you know what? The black-on-black black crime is just as high as the brown-on-brown brown crime. You know, and, and this whole issue of all lives matter, black lives matter, they all matter. But the one thing is, the only way we're going to ever get into prosperity is if we create unity. And that's, everybody's got to back down from, everybody wants to be noticed. Everybody wants some type of self-entitlement now. If we could step away from that, we'd be in a better place. The NFL brought light to a situation that is bad. The sad thing is that Society's being so consumed and fucked up with its everyday life and its self-gratification. It took an NFL player to bring out the light that, hey, people are dying for the color of their skin. People are dying because they don't have this kind of cash. People are dying because they're uneducated. People are dying because we have a corrupt system. It took an NFL player to bring that out when all America had to do was take a step out on the fucking front porch, get off their phone screen, stop watching reality TV, and go out there and go back to meeting people, then you'd find out that there's racial divide. You were hanging and banging with the Chang Show. We're getting crazy today, right, Ruben? Well, we're, luckily we're staying pretty tame as far as the craziness goes, well, too. Well, it hasn't gotten crazy. It hasn't gotten crazy yet. But we'll be back with, uh, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about the, the hashtag Me Too movement that's, that's right. going on social media. Hashtag. Talk a little bit of Harvey Weinstein, talk oh. about some President Trump, okay. uh, all that and more on the Chang Show. Chang, we have a great sponsor joining this show great. for us. It's a great sponsor. It's Chipotle. Chipotle, they have a great new source of protein available at all Chipotle's nationwide. And guess what? You won't even know that it's there because it is finally mixed in to the black beans. Oh, uh, would this be their secret sauce? Would this be the one and only rat droppings? The rat droppings, yeah. Now, I think rat droppings add a little bit of spice kind of flavor to your black beans hopefully it's only black beans if you see it in your chicken then you have a problem but no, i think if you if you see it in your chicken you're going to think your chicken got a little grilled a little bit too much and you're still going to eat it because you're probably oh, wow it's only grilled skin no big deal yes and chang this new source of protein is available at chipotle's nationwide for just an extra 5.99 a scoop wow most servings come with three scoops now, you know, Chipotle is uh, not only gives you fine dining cuisine and fresh Mexican products, but at Chipotle, you can also get a side salad made with different hair that was sweeped up earlier in that day. Now, you can get red hair, curly hair, brown hair, 
fake blonde, and even some color. Only at Chipotle. You have to ask them for the Dashin Dine Meal ticket. And uh, remember, for the kids, they're also passing out uh, uh, mummified uh, mice for the kids okay. to the new Chipotle child uh, menu. I don't know if you've seen that yet. Too. I have not, but this is available at Chipotle nationwide. Nation. Chipotle, fresh, authentic, not fast food Mexican okay. meal on every street corner. Enough of these commercials. Here's more from The Chang Show. All right, you are back, and you are hanging and banging with the Chang himself. That's right. I'm sitting here, sipping on my gin and juice, and hanging around with everybody's favorite lord of the board, my son that I just adopted today for tax purposes, <laughs> Ruben J. Show us the way, brother. Chang, thank you so much again. We're having fun here on the Chang Show. We're talking about some serious stuff, uh, and we want to hear from you on social media. Use hashtag the Chang Show to get connected. And while you're doing that, head over to iTunes, where the show is uh, hosted on as well. Ooh, yes. Uh, leave us a five-star rating. Please That's do right. that. Uh, I want to be a five-star general. God, let's not get there. And not let's... only in bed, babies. Uh, yeah, leave us a five-star rating because it helps us move up the ranks in iTunes. You feel kind enough, leave us a review. If you don't think we're worth a five-star rating, shoot us a message and tell us why. Do not leave us anything less than a five-star rating, though, yes. uh, because anything less does not help us out. Cheng? Yes, please. We need five stars. Think of us as your uh, pod for uh, almost like Denny's. You're going to get a good meal. It's going to be kind of <laughs> cheap. You're going to get some good service depending on what time. And uh, give us that five star rating. There's nothing like a, a five star rating. We, we did you say we're the Denny's of podcasts? Yeah, we're the Denny's of podcasts. So we're, we're gonna give you value for that smile. Oh my god, I like Denny's. I love going to Denny's. You know, you know that. what? I like Denny's. I'm, I'm I'm a Denny's fan. I I do like Norms too, though. <laughs> Which one do you prefer, Norms or Denny's? I'll go Denny. Denny's. Yeah, yeah. same here. Same here. Um, you know, Chang. We uh, we live in a world of a social media world, right. uh, and the last couple of the, I'm gonna do something that's probably a little inappropriate. Mm. Um, but the you last gotta take your pants down again. That's not inappropriate. So if you've been paying attention on social media a lot at all lately, that bitch better have my money. I slap me a bitch. If you've been paying attention to social media at all lately, you've been seeing the hashtag Me Too on hashtag. Facebook. I'm using this song mainly to bring a little bit of hilarity to the situation because, unfortunately, it's not that funny of a situation. And I probably edited that part out, too, as well. Um, but the hashtag Me Too on Facebook, I don't know if you've seen it at all, Chang. Yes, I have. But essentially, it's, it's, it's men and women's way of, op of, of exposing their attackers. Right. This is a, a movement started by uh, Alyssa Milano. On Twitter, mm, she's killer. She, well, I don't think she we should, dropped dead killer. I don't think we should go there with the fact that this whole thing is talking about sexual assault. Oh. So uh, the hashtag Me Too is uh, women coming out and saying that they have also been attacked uh, and taken advantage of by mm -hmm. somebody. Uh, I do want to preface this by saying that it's not just women coming out with the, these Me Too statements. Well, no, there's men. That men have also been yeah. sexually assaulted and attacked. Uh, and I think it's irresponsible and ignorant for anybody to say that men cannot be uh, sexually harassed or attacked or assaulted. Um, it, it just because it, it's, I mean, you've sexually harassed me like you know almost oh, every every time we're yeah, we're hanging yeah, out. Of course, but it's, it's got to be done. But you and I do it in more of a playful way, where we yeah. you know we we make fun of things. But this is a very serious issue. Yeah, it's a very serious issue. There are a lot of women who don't feel safe and comfortable in their own skin. They feel like you know uh, a lot of women who I know. Uh, and there's a difference between being sexually assaulted and somebody 
flirting with you that you don't want mm-hmm. them to flirt with right you know like if if you don't want me to flirt with you just tell me i'm not interested and mm-hmm. i'll walk away right it's when the guy takes it that next step yeah. right you know and you ask him to go away and he keeps going yeah you know or he starts to to to, to try to take advantage of you that's where the sexual assault happens so um you know first of all first and foremost um you know you're a father of, of four uh, beautiful girls. Thank you very much. Um, you know, and and you know how much I, I admire your your girls. Yes. Um, yes, I pulled a knife on you many many, many times. Many times. <laughs> many times. Do uh, I have my knife on me? Yes, I do. Right I now. have one uh, in my desk here too. So uh, desk is a mess. You couldn't even find a paper clip looking for a paper clip in there. Well, yeah, no, I, I can't find my knife either, um, which is bad. No. But uh, I do want to know your Got father. Any dope in there? Uh, no, I don't. Dope. Uh, but you're a father of four girls. Right on. Um, Rocket. As a father, how did you? teach your girls to deal with unwanted advances from men or women uh and what have you learned in your 30 plus years of being a father that maybe you can pass on to other guys to 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 be able to treat women properly now no means no and it's all it goes all the way back to when you're a kid and you get taught that that golden rule that you know no means no uh there's appropriate behavior to show respect towards women, children, uh, fellow boys, girls, animals. And that's where the root of the problem lies when, when an individu- individual does not grow up with those uh, characteristics. You get into the sleazier type of, of uh, predators that become sexual pigs, sexual prowlers. Now, the way I dealt with it with my girls is I tried to teach my girls a little bit of physical uh, tactics to where if it got a little crazy, they could fight somebody off. I also told them to never believe what an ind- a boy or a girl are going to say when certain feelings are being aroused. I also had always told them that to always be aware of where they're at. You know what I mean? how they conduct themselves, do not throw out any signals to where you're going to promote that, and just always keep your eye out and be sharp, be smart, don't be afraid to bring bring attention. So I we would teach them that, allow them to go out, and then also when the dating started and I had to meet boys, I found that good old American intimidation is pretty much the base, best way to make sure a teenage boy or any boy that comes to pick up your child knows no means no. I didn't fuck around, you know. Would you shine your guns in front of them? I'm not a gun man, you know this. Oh yeah, but that's true. I would uh, either put my nunchucks around my neck, <laughs> work them out in the garage, open the garage, kick my bag, open the garage, punch my bag. Maybe I would mess around with my staff, which is a stick, the martial arts stick. Yeah. I would do things of that caliber. So now, you, now you do it with your cane, right? Now I do it with a pit bull and a German shepherd, and I just <laughs> point at them. Hey, you know what those guys mean over there, huh, bro? Yeah, huh? Yeah. You want to know what, what makes them go? Well, you know, one of the big things that I, I saw through this, too, and, and, I, and I, I want your opinion on this, too, where a lot of these girls um, felt like they had asked for it, you know? And yeah. they feel like, Maybe they went to their job interview and showed a little too much cleavage. Mm-hmm. Maybe they have a flirty personality, and the guy thought that she was into him. Right. You know? And next thing you know, um, 
I have a, I have a I have somebody in my life who I'm not going to mention names or anything, but is a very friendly person, mm-hmm. you know, and she's very very pretty, you know, um, very open personality, very upbeat personality, mm-hmm. you know, and you know she she got a job at a, at a at a well known store and you know was working and was very friendly to some coworkers mm-hmm. and next thing you know uh, she's in the back room and this guy. Uh, who she works with goes in the back, closes the door, and tries to 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 make an unwanted move, and mm-hmm. she sh- tries to shut him down, and he takes some advantage of her, and you know, and she believed that she had given him the wrong signals, you know, mm-hmm. and I had to sit there and tell her and her family, this isn't your fault, you know, like that kid, that boy who who did this to you, should should know that what he was doing what was he was wrong. doing was wrong yeah on any level even if even if i believe that you're into me i'm not going to go in the back room force yourself and force myself on yeah. you you know even if we're out on a fucking date and you know things are going great i'm not going to force myself on you yeah, when we get to your house see that's where you get into the like i pointed out there's certain characteristics that we're supposed to be brought up with as children you know decency and when that lacks, you have these predators. Guys like that, they're predators. Yeah. Now, for the girl's sake, I also will take this point. Is like some girls have low self-esteem of mm-hmm. themselves. Yeah. So some girls are put into a position to where they have low self-esteem for whatever reason and, and whatever reasons cause them to have that, that the first thing they're going to do is put themselves on check rather than the situation because – they are not happy with themselves. Yeah. They may feel that, oh, that is one of my flaws, and maybe I did. Rather than stop and think, whoa, you know, this guy is fucking crazy. Yeah. They initially, they put themselves on check, and you see that nine times out of ten. Now, my, the point I'm getting at is a lot of these guys that are prowlers, that are these sexual deviants, they will seek out those that they will send kind of like feeders out to little tidbits to find out if they can find out that that girl is one girl that feels that you know these predators will go after a lot of women that have these flaws about their personalities that have low self-esteems that maybe are not the most drop-dead gorgeous women to what you see on tv standards Women that have some of these flaws, these predators, that's who they go after. That's why they are allowed to do this. That's why they continue to do this. That's why you see some of them get away with this behavior and they become serial rapists, serial murderers, because they've learned intellectually how to seek out the weaker and meeker and they make yes. them their prey. And that is is why we see so much sexual deviance because we have a lot of individuals that are these predators that already have that warrior instinct and they go seek out the weaker of the animal chain. And, and it's sad because you see this continuing and continuing and continuing and you see it more now getting brought out in Hollywood with uh, Harvey Weinstein and Bill Cosby uh, you know, big names that have been brought out to be parasites, prowlers, deviants of that magnitude, of that same making, but yet somewhere I made it to the top caliber of their uh, 
industry, made money, made names for themselves, but yet that predator still yeah, was seeking in sure. them. And they've used that power and that uh, glory that they have. And they went ahead and they have mind-fucked these young women, uh, promised them, fucked them, took them, given them some parts, but it was all for... Or looking. straight up just paid them off. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So let me let me let's close this portion of it. Uh, I do want to say one thing to to victims of sexual assault. Mm-hmm. It's not your fault. No, it's not your. It's fault. not your fault. I agree. Don't it's ever think fault. it's your fault. And go to somebody. Uh, go to somebody. Yeah. Talk Th- to somebody. Go to someone. Go to someone you trust. If you don't want to go to the authorities, go to someone you trust. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, but I want to give a couple a couple pieces of advice just to the ladies out there. You know that. Um, you know, just to help you stay a little bit safer, just in day-to-day general mm-hmm. life. Uh, first of all, don't give a shit what anyone thinks about the way you dress. Right. You know, like, don't feel like you have to dress more conservative just right. just to avoid being sexually assaulted. You know, be what? you all I, the be time. Be you. Yeah, I don't give a shit. You're going out with the girls, and you want to wear a fucking low-cut dress and show your that's your, your cleavage. prerogative. Do it. But, if you feel but, good about it, then do it for but, yourself. But also be smart about it. Right. You know, like, here are a couple things. You know. When you're out with the girls, make sure you stay in a group. Mm-hmm. Don't go off by yourself. Right. You know, if you need to go to the bathroom, take a girl with you. Mm-hmm. If you're going to leave early, you know, um, first of all, make sure you're driving sober, obviously. But, um, right. you know, have a friend that maybe will go with you or at least have a couple of your girls walk you to your car. Right. Um, pepper spray is going to be your best friend mm-hmm. at some point, uh, unfortunately, uh, to say that. But make sure you have some pepper spray or a taser or something mm-hmm. with you. Um, and don't. Don't ever think that if this happens to you that because because it's somebody who might be your boss or might be Mm -hmm. in a position of power somewhere. Don't be afraid to lose your job. You know, like fucking go out and say something to somebody. Yeah. And and for anybody out there that has uh, suffered date rape or is afraid of date rape, you know, always know your surroundings. You know, don't trust everybody that you you meet. Uh, always make sure that somebody knows where you're at, where you're going at all times. Try not to let yourself get inebriated uh, too too much to where you kind of lose track of, of the, the little things around you. And just always keep your guard up. Uh, you know, you have to remember, uh, men think like dogs. And I'm going to say that because I am a man and I have thought like a dog. And uh, once a dog gets the smell of raw meat, they're going to keep digging every trash can or every pit or try to get in every door to get that meat. And uh, if you ladies can remember that men are dogs and then treat them like dogs, you might save yourself a lot of problems later on, both psychology, psychiat- uh, uh, mentally <laughs> and physically, because I'm telling you, guys are dogs. Alcohol brings out more dogliness in, in a man. So, so ladies, just try not to indulge too much in having a good, good time with guys that you don't really know. Always yeah, feel yeah, confident. Don't, don't dance with somebody who you don't trust. No, you know? you just got to watch your ass. Just, and I always told my daughters, you got to watch your ass. You got to watch everything around you everywhere you go because you never know. You're going to get the forceful rapist type guys, and then you're going to get the date rape guys who can pretty much smooth your panties off and do what they want because you're a bit inebriated or taken by by their charm. You know, it's mind over matter in, yeah. in everything, my brother. And, and guys, one of this one, guys, no means no. That's right. And any guy out there that know, 
that doesn't understand no means no. You're a jackass. And if, if I had to deal with you, I would probably treat you like a racehorse or like both my dogs. I would take your scrotes. I would put them in mayonnaise jars. I would place them on my refrigerator, and I would look at them every day and remember, wow, I have a collection of assholes on my refrigerator. That's funny. But remember, no also means no when she doesn't want to dance. That's right. When she doesn't want to drink. Right. When she doesn't want you to talk to her. Right. When she doesn't want you to call her. Yes. When she doesn't want you to text her. Right. You know, like. Wow, you speak like you know of these things. Oh, it happens <laughs> to me all the time. Hey, you want to dance? No. No. Okay. You want to drink? Can no. I call you later? No. Can I buy you dinner? No. Yes. Yes. But you're not taking me home. That's right. <laughs> Usually they'll say yes to yeah. dinner at least. But but you know what? I, I've I've learned that in my life, you know, if 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 a woman tells you, hey, you know what? I, I would appreciate you not texting me. You do it. Don't text her. I mean, you know, be a rep, be a stand-up guy, man. When a woman just says no, you just move on your you way. Just, you just wait till you're drunk, and you just drunk text her. That way you have an excuse. Well, you could do that, <laughs> or you could always say that your buddy had your phone. Yeah, that's that's that's, that's a good that's move. Usually right. what I do. Oh man, you know what? I'm sorry. Uh, if somebody texts you, it was my buddy. I left my I left my phone over there, and then I took off. You know, my buddies are always doing something. Oh, what a jackass! It'll never happen again. Well, make sure it doesn't. Yeah, exactly. And then you know. Yeah. Okay, but then if she says, "Oh, that's okay," yeah, you know. Well, then and, you look for you one of your buddies to you do know, it again. You know what? Too another thing too is if you're into a woman, you're into a girl, right? And you want to know if she's into you, just ask her. That's right. Just ask her. You know, because most women, most women will put you down nicely. Yeah. You know, most women will tell you you're ugly without telling you you're right. ugly. Right. You know. But you you have to remember though, man. If you have to ask yourself or a woman that if they're into you, then obviously that woman's not into you because you know, you will know when somebody's into you. You just will know. It's, but there, it's but there just... are there are some women who will play with you. Well, yeah, I I've paid good money for a lot of women. <laughs> oh god. All right, you're listening good to the Chang show hashtag sure. me too. This episode of The Chang Show is brought to you by Amazon. Amazon, where you can do all of your shopping from the comfort of your own home. To help the show out, head over to multimediamouth.com slash Amazon. Click on the banner on that page and head over to Amazon and do all of your shopping. It's no extra cost to you. Amazon gives us a percentage of what you're already going to spend. So do us all a favor. Go to multimediamouth.com slash Amazon and do your purchasing and help the show out. It's time for your political bullshit. He still didn't believe me, but believe me, it is, okay? Only on The Chang Show. Chang, President Trump is in the news again. Oh, my God. There isn't a day where he's not in the news. There's not a day when the guy's not a complete jackass. I'll say that. We're not talking about Roger Goodell anymore. No, we're talking about... A different type of jacket, but you know, in all due respect, because you're my buddy, you're my son. Hold on, before, now. Before, wait a minute. Hold on, before, I will hold on, say, hold on, hold on, President. Hold on, before you say, Trump. can you can you grab me the "Make America Great Again" hat that's right behind you? Oh my God! I want to put that on while you're telling me this. Okay, hold on. Hold on. Give me give, give us a second here. I am legitimately putting on the "Make America." Chank, don't don't rub it on yourself. Yes. Come on, Love come it. on. Oh. Look at this. Woo! Don't I look good, Chang? Oh, man. It, you know what? It looks good with some of my pubes on top. Oh, like, God. I just left them. Lord have mercy. Uh, okay, what were you going to say? President Trump what? President uh, Trumpy Dumpty? Trump. I'll tell you, man. Now, at my young age, I've seen a lot. I've voted a lot. I've heard my share of bullshit 
from some of the nicest candidates to some of the biggest jackasses. Now, my daddy always told me, you never trust a bush that can get up and walk away from you. So I didn't trust the bushes. Okay. (laughs) But, But this guy, this guy to me takes the cake on stupidity, takes the cake on being the biggest idiot of all times. This guy has got us on the verge of possible nuclear war, civil divide, civil unrest, possibly. Okay, okay but, but but let me civil let's war. say this: the civil dis, 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 uh, unrest started with Obama. No, let's be real here. No, Obama Obama did more to cause civil unrest in his eight years. You know, than the Trump only reason so Obama started civil unrest is because he was black and white America was not going to have that. No, Could because he would, that he would he would condemn white people for being white people. You know, he would no, he no, would, no. He would you back black criminals because he was black with them. Now he wait. allowed hold on, he allowed Larry Wilmore to call him the N word. Obama okay. was both black and white. So he you is not Michael go, Jackson. You cannot go you know, on the scenario, he, you know, it, it's a black thing. Civil divide started way, way, way back before we had a black president. But Obama was the lube that woman. got it to where we're at. No, the lube, the lube, the lube of this fucking of society that we have nowadays, the lube of this fucking of society over racial indifferences started Way back in the day, when a, a guy supposedly came over here on a ship, fucked over the Indians, fucked the women, raped them, stole this land, claimed it as his own, but never came here. That's when all of this fucking started. With Christopher Columbus, which I am proud to say right now, and I will make that point no more Christopher Columbus Day. It's in Los Angeles. Indigenous Day here in Los Angeles, and it should be like that statewide. I think now, Christopher Columbus is a piece of shit. But now, what, now, wait a minute. Now you do know that I do have uh, three quarters of Indigenous Indian blood in me, Native American. Oh yeah. So technically, you don't let me forget. This is my ancestors' land. So therefore, technically, anyone else that has come here that is not of Indian, Native American descent or even partial Mexican. You are in our land because these states belong to the Native Americans. A portion belonged to Mexico. When we had Columbus and all these other cockeyed fools and all these stories of meeting and eating turkey and corn and sharing things, this bullshit fairy tale that we call Thanksgiving, yes, I'm going there, America, and I'm going there hard. Before all this, that was the truth. Steal, rape. Murder, lie. That's how America was born. That's how America will die. I see us decaying faster than I would see a rat decay behind a trash can that is in 200 degree weather. This country is decaying faster than you can imagine. This president, I'm sorry, he just is promoting civil divide, racial divide. Uh, I thought he was going to come in here and run this country like a business because we were lacking the business ethic in this country. We're screwed up. 
we make more money than everybody else for everybody else than we do ourselves. We ship and we take in shipping more goods than anybody else. We don't take care of our own, really. And then this guy comes in and totally does a 360 buttfuck to a system that's already been buttfucked years prior. Now, I will not... Well, okay, Chang, let's... let's I will, okay, I, let's, I will not... Oh, that's not where we're going with this. Um, first of all, let me just finish... I don't know if you that's heard... A, I like this version. I don't know if you heard this. this I'm going to stand. Well, this isn't the national anthem. Oh, God. Chang, put your, put your dick away. His name's Richard. Uh, <laughs> no, but the reason why I brought President Trump up was because... It's uh, comedy hour. Earlier this, <laughs> earlier this week... Uh, there was a, a controversy surrounding him that he, he called. Uh, let, me, well, let me pull it up. Trump. He. Uh, I like the way that sounded. Let me pull it up. Oh God. Uh, hey, pull up your zipper. So Trump, President Trump, um, was asked Trumpy why Dumpy. why he hadn't talked about the uh, the fallen soldiers that were killed in some sort of strike in in Niger. He thought it was a movie. Um, no, uh, he he said that he he said that he. Uh, writes letters to them and calls as many of them as he can, and then spoke about how previous presidents didn't call fallen soldier families as often as he does. Um, and he then later went on to, to, to call a couple of these families as the week went on, and there was a congresswoman whose name I do not remember and really do not care, uh, who said that Trump said, quote, they know what they're getting themselves into. Um, and it later... Later came out that what Trump actually said was more of like they understand they know what they're going to get themselves into and they still go out and volunteer anyway and call them heroes. Uh, so essentially, the whole point is, um, first of all, do you? So if you were president of the United States, I'd would paint you, the White House. Oh God, come on, seriously. Uh, now the whole white. If you were president of the United States mm-hmm. and when the unfortunate event of a soldier being killed in combat, mm-hmm. would you spend your, would you call the families? Of course. Or would you write, the, would you write the letters or would you I do would, both? I would, I would do both yeah. and I would do both right away and then I would kind of keep some type of, some type of, of, of relationship with them. Maybe not like every day is a friendly base, but I would check on, check in with them periodically. I would call them, send them letters. If there's other things that I could do for them, I would do that because it wouldn't matter how many uh, families there would would be. I would I would do that because as a human, as the leader, and someone that appreciates what that individual gave up for me and my fellow citizens means a lot. So I think any president, doesn't matter what color he is, doesn't matter uh, what party he he belongs to, something like that is admirable. And I think something like that should be done not only by our president, but it should be done by our local politicians also. I think uh, something like that, it, it's very American. It sends out the right message. So I think, uh, as president, I sure as hell would do that, and I'm pretty sure you would do it too. Yeah, absolutely. I I, I don't I don't know how practical it is to try to keep a, a a rapport with them, 
you know, just with the day-to-day lifestyle of the yeah, president, it's with, definitely with, tough. Yeah. But periodically, Which, holidays, possibly every maybe anniversary. Have, yeah. The problem, probably again, what the problem with that is, is, is then you create a dependency from that family, like, oh, I need to hear from the president on these certain days. You know, and I, then, I, then when it doesn't happen, it can be more of a letdown. So kind I, of like a one and done. I don't. Know? I don't see it like that. I see it as like you know, you give them a special Christmas card. A, a, you know, you you uh, on the anniversary of the the death of their loved one, you send them another letter. Maybe you have somebody get in touch with them. Just little things. I'm not saying you open up the door to where you're trying to console them daily or monthly or, you know, just. Uh, to me, it would be nice. A certain holidays, Christmas, maybe the individual's birthday, the anniversary of when the individual was, was perished, something like that. You you keep up with that family just to let them know that you still appreciate them and they're still in your in, in your thoughts. But that's me. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So this whole controversy of whether or not President Obama called, you know, military men or not, or if Bush did it, or I think it's. I think it's it's neither here nor there. I don't think I that's agree. a situation that really matters. No. The problem is is that we have multiple individuals politicizing this event. You know, we have Donald Trump saying, "Oh, I'm a better president because I actually called these people." Yeah. Uh, you have this congresswoman saying that that President Trump didn't say what he you know didn't say good things to these family members. All that stuff is is neither here nor there, in my opinion. Uh, I, I see where you're coming from on that. Uh, but to me, um, I, I'm, I'm on the on, on the fence with that. I'm borderline. You know, it's neither really here or there because, you, you know, the scenario or the situation that we're d- discussing, it, it's not going to change any anything that's been done already. You know, it's it's not going to make any light of anything else. It's not going to put any more dimmer darkness on anything else. Uh, you know, I I think at this point, every little thing that gets brought up media wise on the president or anybody else in office, uh, it, it just gets overplayed. It gets overdone with. I mean, once something is broke, every every little ant entity in broadcasting, in the media, gets whim of it, and they just run with it. Yeah. And they over-bombard it, and everybody has their own take and their own spin. You know what I mean? Everybody has their own resource, so you don't always get the right information. I mean, we can say the same thing with Tom Petty. Look, at Tom Petty was pronounced dead early on in the day when, in fact, he wasn't. And he led a, a, a lot of us on. You yeah, know? well, that was, that was LAPD's fault. Right, but I'm just, my point is, I mean, there's, there's always someone different doing something. Yeah. So who's to say what's real and what's not real? It could be fake news. Could not even be, you know, could be real news. Could be no who's news. To say? It could be no news. Yes news, no news. Fake news, real news. It's all Shitty news. news, bad news, good news, great news. Thanks, you know? Dr. Seuss. Thanks, Dr. Seuss. Dr. Seuss was an interesting character. Let's not get into that. Green eggs uh, and ham. I'm Sam I am, goddamn. Chang, uh, that's that's all the time we have for today. Oh. The first episode of the Chang Show is in the books. Look at that. One hour, 37 seconds. Nice. Now, all you people, remember, you go out there and you be good human beings towards each other. Remember, unity creates prosperity. And remember, get each other's back because we are all we have. And remember, hug somebody. They may need it. And if you're depressed, talk to somebody because... There is always somebody there to help you that's been in your shoes. Now, I will catch you all again at this lovely date and time, another place, another day. And I must uh, tend to my garden, and I must tend to my bitches. Well, (laughs) 
And remember to leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Send this link to your friends who might find it interesting or those who don't might find it interesting. 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 I can't speak today. How long? This this was The Chang Show. We'll see you guys again next week. Arrivate. Adios. Bye.